0: I'm Sadia Tariq, and you're listening to Dhani, the podcast. We have on our podcast today, Kulsoom Umar, tackling with a deep, poignant topic, which is Islam and the modern world. She explains how individualism, different isms of the modern world have made us forget the creator and put the self first. She talks about her reactions and her responses to the new generation and how we can tackle challenging situations with the presence and guidance of God. Assalamu alaikum
1: and thank you for being on Dhani. Wa assalam Sadia. We have taken a long break, so very happy to be back. Very I, ho- I
0: hope you're very happy to be back because um, I believe you're tackling uh, with a very uh, pertinent relevant subject, which is um, which is Islam and the modern world and wow. how as us as Muslims can keep up with the religion
1: and this ever fast changing world. That's right. And I think that is something which we are all grappling with big time. And uh, somehow we haven't really even got the tools to deal with a lot of the situations that are contemporary and a lot of the questions that the younger generation has uh, about many things, right? Which is the reality of our lives today. And um, we somehow kind of either just simply ignore it or we kind of become very defensive about Islam related to any question which we are unable to grapple with. So yeah, inshallah, that's what we'll try to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Very honest and candid conversation about it, inshallah. Right? Absolutely. So, um, I remember you and I had discussed this before as well, fleetingly. that, you know, the reality of our modern life is very strange, right? Very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, the dominant culture or the dominant, not culture, the dominant ideology today is what? Liberalism, Right. And um, essentially, liberalism itself was supposed to be a doctrine of tolerance, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, what we see around us today is that liberalism is getting to be increasingly coercive, right? But what I mean Correct. by that is that you must have such and such views about, say, alternate sexuality. You must have certain views about gender. You must have such and such a curriculum, right? You must have such and such of l- such and such lifestyle. The list is becoming longer and longer every day. So you and I are really grappling with trying to tick so many boxes that if we don't tick them, then we are going to be on the wrong side of everybody who's a liberal. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's really against the basic premise of liberalism, absolutely, because it began. To be an ideology, a way of thinking, which is open to people to think and behave freely, uh, really, right? To express themselves freely, as long as they don't constitute a threat to public order, right? But Correct. We see that this is almost like, a, uh, like one scholar, uh, Sheikh Abdul Hakim Murad, he said that it's almost like a strange liberal inquisition everywhere. Thou shalt be a liberal. Otherwise, mm-hmm. death to you, right? It's it's almost like mm-hmm. that. And we are operating with that framework in terms of dealing with certain contemporary realities and looking at our deen, those of us who are trying to grapple with our deen as well, right? We're trying, yeah? We fall, we get up, we fall, we get up. It's not, nobody can say that I'm a perfect cross in Muslim, but I'm trying to, right? So, okay. So, I... so, so, like, where do we stand? Where do we stand? Um. Because you see, uh, it comes to mind. Uh, Kipling ka wo ek uh, uh, bada sa verse hai. All good people agree, and all good people say, all nice people like us are we, and everyone else is they. Mm-hmm. So you are either mm-hmm. liberal or you are them, and them mm-hmm. is a very dark or somewhere, right? It's like oh my god, Correct. no no, I I can't be. It's balanced. an immediate alienation. Total. You're totally alienated from the word go if you disagree. So, there, for example, if we talk about sexuality, okay? So, there is a word which is being coined very recently, in very recent times, which is called homophobia. Mm-hmm. So, if you have any views other than what is the current liberal view about sexuality, then you are a homophobic. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So sure. We have come to that stage, we have come to that point, that there are certain isms. There are certain ideologies, there are certain ways of thinking and lifestyles, which have just been endorsed by groups of people, and they are literally thrust down everybody's throat. Now, if right. you and I do that about the Islamic Sharia, what are we called? If we try to do that about Islam- Islamic Sharia, even close to it, extremists, right? Correct. We, then we are labeled as extremists. And how can you thrust mm-hmm. your viewpoint on everybody? No. Right, mm-hmm. because we are liberal free thinkers. Hmm? You, what we need to understand when our, we ourselves grapple with this, and when our children come up with questions like, "So what is wrong with this, Amma? What is your problem?" Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See an entire framework. It's not a. It's not a simple yes and no answer about many things, and particularly sexuality, because that is an area which is going completely haywire. Right. We see that there are no boundaries left anymore. We see that everything right. is and everything is accepted. Like you know, the it's the boundaries are pushed literally every day. Okay, something which was not acceptable at all by any moral standards, even ten years ago, are perfectly okay right now. Right. I, so what do we do? How do we understand this? First we need to see what human beings are all about. Right? We are social animals and we actually require boundaries. And always, mm-hmm. always we have accepted some kind of boundary for ourselves. And the reason being that we have a human nafs, right? Which is nafs Amara. it likes to take and take and take and take, right? But inherently as human beings, keep religion on the side for right now. Even if whether you believe in God, whether you don't believe in God, whatever your ideology is, let's just keep that aside for one second and just look at ourselves as human beings. Right? Homo sapiens. We recognize the importance of innate dignity and innate human rights. Right? But when you look at the Sharia, which is God's law, you see that Sharia recognizes these fundamental rights completely. The basic premise of the Sharia is the right to life, right to wealth, right to dignity, right to security, freedom and justice. All of that is very much inherently part of Allah's law. Right? Mm-hmm. So basically we start off from a point that is very similar, pretty similar to the conventional discourse. Now where do we deviate right. happens where where does the, the difference happen? The difference difference happens that a believer in God is saying these things that these are intrinsic, these are universals, these are something which are divinely decreed. Whereas a non-believer or an atheist or a materialistic ideology person is saying that there are no universals. There is some form of a moral law, but there are no universals. So you see, okay. now, now the problem begins, right? Like one, one side is saying, so to speak, I mean, I don't like to put dichotomize it like that, but just for the sake of understanding, a believer is saying, no, this is divinely decreed, right? I have a right to my life. I have a right to dignity, right? So, mm-hmm. and we are coming from a place where our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has told us ad Al-Muamala Our deen is this muamala, this interaction with others, this, this system of society that is so important. Because Allah has created us as social animals and not islands, our social connections must be sorted out for us to be whole inside and out. Right? So, Sharia itself is not just to protect us from others. Say, for example, if somebody is trying to usurp your rights, somebody is trying to cheat you, somebody is lying to you, you know, etc., etc. Not only are you getting protection from the Sharia against that, but you are getting protection from the Sharia against your own self, which is constantly telling you to go down lower and lower and lower and get more and more and more, no matter what the consequences are. It is not native to us to live a free-wheeling, self-indulgent way, just following our own impulses. Right? There is this beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful dua, dua of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he invokes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah save me from my own nafs because my nafs is the most destructive thing. It is pushing me towards all kinds of stuff that I don't realize instantly, but the kind of stuff that is very, very destructive for myself. Right? And mm-hmm. having said that, one of the paradoxes of our modern world is what? Ek taraf, on one hand, we are actually living in the most intensely regulated societies that has, that human beings have ever seen in history. So many mm-hmm. laws. Every day, there are more and more laws, right? I mean, seriously, traveling to one country is a big problem because, you know, you are ending up filling out, I don't know, 500-page visa form or whatever. Every right, more, right. The kind of regulation today, I mean, we say that information technology is all free and everything. That's we we all know that that's a delusion, right? The kind of uh, lack of freedoms that we see today, we have never seen. It, it's unprecedented. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there is individualism, which is going do your own thing, push the boundaries as much as you can. When it comes to our moral system. So this is very, it's a very interesting and strange paradox, right? Mm-hmm. Because we are, because we believe that our flourishing happens with more and more. You know, uh, like an, a scholar said, a modern person is like a magpie of experiences, wants to do this and wants to do that. We feel that the more we get diverse, the more we have, the more we will taste eternity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the Quran. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa taala said in the Quran something very profound. He thinks that the mal, this wealth, this dunya, will make him eternal. And we feel mm-hmm. that breaking boundaries in the hope that we will be more fulfilled, the more experiences we have, to desire to get more and more, and that doesn't sit well with a very fiercely regulated life that we have. A psychologist, yeah, yeah, seems like what? a psycho,
0: like a, like a it's
1: a dilemma, psychological na? consumerism, yeah, absolutely. And trying to break free of that, right? Because you're part of that rat race, you're part of that treadmill, you don't know how to get out of that because you have set certain mm-hmm. standards of success. So, you have to have that holidays in, I don't know, Barbados or whatever, and you have to have that car, and you have, you know, and then you are working literally like a machine from the minute you get up and till the minute you go to sleep. No time for contemplation, no time for real leisure, etc., etc. Everything is regulated. Everything. You Mm -hmm. want to break free of that. And one of the ways that human beings have done that is to let go of all moral values. Because that's the only space that is given to us today to uh, give us the delusion that you are your own person. To give us the delusion that I am free to do as I feel. You see, so over right. we completely reject God. Completely, we reject God. We don't want this moral regulation on us. That is one right. Way of Sorry, creating. just
0: to summarize what you have said mm-hmm. up till now, yeah. that it is now the effort is that sense of individual individualism, mm-hmm. uh, independence of mm-hmm. the I, I, and I which has broken us away from the community from the society mm. especially leading to a huge religious and moral break
1: absolutely and without right. evidence, we have completely forgotten the consequences of whatever i do are very widespread right Each and every right individual has an impact We have completely, we talk about the carbon footprint and we talk about the uh, water footprint. We don't talk about the moral footprint at all. Mm -hmm. We have completely crushed it under the carpet because we feel that that is the only area where I can stretch as many boundaries as I want and who cares. right? Absolutely. Yes. We are trying to become environmentalists, right? But why are we shying away from being moralists? What is wrong in that? Because mm-hmm. the reality of the liberal intelligentsia is such that anybody, you know, what they're if they try to even break out of the norms that are being established, anybody who expresses an opinion that is away from the accepted opinions about freedom and justice, sexuality, etc., they are faced with such lethal i mean seriously such lethal and such vicious uh, uh stigma from the liberal group that they actually become very apologetic for even saying what they said right how dare you say that right it's go- for example if you're a university professor right and you say anything about homosexuality what do you think is going to happen to you Yeah, absolutely, number one. <laughs> or if you're a university professor, say, in Oxford or Cambridge, then there's going to be a huge backlash against you in from groups which are going to say, how dare you say anything about homosexuality, for example, or the expression mm-hmm. of sexuality. Because mm-hmm. once you take Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, God, creator, out of the equation, then everything goes, na? What did Dostoyevsky say? He said, without God, everything is possible.
0: They Absolutely. Got out good. of
1: the equation, and there you have it. You become freewheeling mm. in terms of mm-hmm. your moral values. And that is mm-hmm. a strange thing about human psychology. I find it terribly fascinating that at one point you are very willing and ready to accept all kinds of barriers to your freedom, which we see has happened in very recent years. Right? And you're okay with that. You're all right with taking your shoes off and, you know, standing in line for hours at an airport or whatever, you know, taking those little tiny, you can't carry this, you can't carry that. You have to can't carry a shampoo for crying out loud. You know, like we are OK. We have accepted that because we have rationalized it to ourselves that this is for my own security. This is mm-hmm. how it is. Or some of us are just even not even bothered thinking about it. We're like, this is how it is. Now, let's just move on. Let's all move on from it. I live in Karachi. And some years ago, when a lot of barriers were went up, like, you know, uh, in the defense area of Karachi, there's this Saudi embassy, you know, where you pass, pass by, the, and they had put blocks and, you know, barbed wire and all. And I remember initially, we would be horrified by just the sight of barbed wire and barriers all over the place. And believe it or not, just the other day, me and a, a friend of mine, we were talking about it. Now we don't even look at it. Now it's become mm. invisible. almost. It's part of life. So that's how this ideology change or this brainwash, if you want to call it, permeates within us and it becomes commonplace and we don't question it anymore. We don't think about it anymore. And when we don't have a absolute benchmark like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's law or what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, then we are like, ha, jalo, theek hai, this is fine too. Kya padta hai? Everything is kya padta hai? Everything is mm-hmm. all goes, no problem at all. Mm-hmm. And even if we think a little bit about who the creator is, there's something beautiful in Surah Mulk that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, man khala. wouldn't he who has created know? So our arrogance has become such that we think that, no, I know better. So why do mm-hmm. I have to be involved with any anybody imposing any kind of uh, moral authority over me? Whoever is pushing the boundaries, it may not be me, it may not be you, but we are just accepting it and accepting it and accepting it and it is getting normalized. And one part of every society is pushing it more and more and more and more. And anybody who's saying anything about it is being shut up severely. So not only is it that you have to lump it, but there are very severe consequences of standing up against it. So both of these Mm. dynamics are working and because of that, the, our generation, the younger generation, they think it's completely a normal, you express your sexuality whichever way you want, you can, there is no universal moral code left anymore, right, human decency is at its worst almost, right, and every day when you think that we can't fall down lower, you hear of other stuff that is happening which is too disgusting to even discuss sometimes, you know. And, when it, and particularly when we look at sexuality, what do we see what is happening? On the one hand, we see that rape is increasing and younger and younger victims. It is so scary and so depressing almost to see that happening. And because of social media, you, do, you are getting the news and everybody is almost getting horrified. But there is a strange and unhealthy and sick voyeurism going on on social media. Where when you are reporting these cases, why are you putting up pictures? Why are you putting up videos, right? Because our our hearts have become truly sick, right? They're, we get some kind of a kick out of it, right? And on the other mm-hmm. hand, any kind of expression of sexuality is completely accepted. And anybody who says anything against us is the one who is homophobic. You see what's happening? It's it's a whole storage Sure, it's both ends
0: of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, both homes of the spectrum, and then they're very seriously connected, actually. If you think that they are not connected, then we are wrong, then we are not contemplating enough of what is going on around us, right? But please tell me that, you
0: know, as you said, that when you take God out of the equation, everything is possible. How do we, living in this modern world as responsible parents, for instance, respond to in a perfectly harmonized or say somewhat harmonized way where we are faced with such questions or such situations, especially for those who are living in the West and you're confronted with such situations because, you know, there is that, there is that level of tolerance that you have to show to others as well. Say, even if they're expressing um, their sexuality being X, Y, Z. So mm. how do we harmonize Having our religion and having, um, that, that safe level of liberal, liberalism.
1: Okay. And that, and that is a million dollar question, isn't it? Because that is something <laughs> that we are all trying to grapple with. Okay. So the simplest answer, the most simplistic answer for that is you need to understand what your being is all about. You need to understand what to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. Truly. This may sound strange to you, but there are no simple answers to a question like this because it is very complicated. And you need sure. to bring God back. Once God is back in the equation, na, only then the pieces will fall in place. Because so once, well said. You know, your your jigsaw puzzle will not be complete when such an important piece is missing. You can sit for hours and hours. You know, when you have those complicated jigsaws with 2000 pieces or whatever, and you're making yeah. them order. And Few very key ones are missing. So the picture will always remain incomplete.
0: Nothing gels together. So true. It will
1: not gel together. So the place to begin. There was one amazing scholar. I, uh, uh, his name is Sheikh Faraz Rabani. He's based in Canada. He said something very beautiful. He said the call is only to Allah. The call is not to an issue. So if you and I start talking mm-hmm. to our children about, okay, so Allah had, you know, this is... Uh, Allah has talked about some homosexuality about the nation of Lut salam and see what happened and they are this is a little you know like the lecture that we like to give do you think it's even going to work they will shut off oh, from yeah. the word go that's mm-hmm. not going to work that really isn't going to work right if you talk to them about no but you see the thing is that yeah we have our own uh, uh, moral uh, standard or whatever A moral standard is a universal moral standard. And to understand that, you have to understand God. Because if you see whichever, uh, whoever believes in God, whether it's a a quote-unquote Muslim, whether it's a Christian, whether it's a Jew, their moral standards are pretty much similar. Right? Pretty much similar. Because monotheism, belief in God, brings you to that. It won't happen the other way around. It never will happen the other way around. So for you and I to grapple with it in a very practical manner that my child is asking me this question. And by the way, it's not just living in the West. Living in Pakistan today we've got the same, almost similar uh, issues going on in schools and colleges and universities and in the workplace, etc. How do you grapple with that? You grapple with it by calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understand who your creator is. Understand who your God is and understand He is the one who has created sexuality in the first place. And Mm -hmm. if he has regulated that sexuality, there is a very solid rationale behind it. You begin from that, and you know, we we uh, hold the stick from the other end always, always, and we become like the naysayers constantly. And if somebody, a girl or a boy or a man or a woman, is saying that I am attracted to the same sex, for example, completely believe the validity of his claim. Nobody saying it. Completely believe that. And even for that person, you need to have a lot of love and a lot of care because he doesn't know any better how to regulate himself, right? He's hmm. not he's not doing it out of spite. He's not he perhaps feels that. Absolutely. So that his claim cannot be invalidated, right? alaihi wasallam always said, hate the sin but never the sinner. And yeah, because hate that, oh,
0: b- begets hate, right?
1: Hate? Yeah, bilkul, absolutely. And that will also again begin, uh, he is going to start understanding it once he understand it. It's the same, even if you're a heterosexual, right? And you are married and you are attracted to somebody else. So what do you do? What do you do? Do you, do you uh, act upon your impulses? If you are a responsible <laughs> human being, then hopefully not, right? Hopefully not. I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a question of understanding that sexuality is regulated, period. The only way mm. of expressing sexuality that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, which is for our own benefit, is a heterosexual marriage. Right? And Allah right. subhanahu wa ta'ala has also given us that uh, 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 leverage. In case that is not working out, that doesn't mean that like you know that in certain parts of the world they say that uh, uh, that a woman's uh, uh, doli is going to enter the home and then she's going to get up uh, get out of that home in a coffin that is not at all an Islamic concept no. and we see examples so it's not like if it's not working out it's not working out right and we see in the time of Rasulullah sallam, as well as all of his companions they were many of them were married many times right and it was not an issue at all it wasn't an issue at all Right. there are so many social ideals that we need to look at in order to understand this issue clearly.
0: I was listening to a scholar uh, on this particular subject matter, and he um, said that he's been dealing with a lot of people who, with a lot of men who come forward and they say that we're going through that, um, that that you know that this issue, and what do we do? because we want to be perfectly practicing Muslims as well. And he said that when I would speak to them, the common thread that I would see in them would be some sort of uh, an undealt, unprocessed childhood trauma. So it's not that they are born like that biologically. The, The skewness has begun Uh, somewhere in their
1: childhood. Right. Right. It's quite possible. Absolutely. And the thing is just like with any psychological issue that is left undealt and then it manifests itself in various different strange ways, sometimes very dangerous and uh, very weird ways, this is exactly the same thing. Mm. Because we, you know, as believers, we need to give support number one people who have homosexual tendencies, we really must support them because they are coming from a space of reality. They're not coming from a space of, why would anybody put themselves to to this number one, right? And perhaps it's easier for the men to declare it openly, even to say a religious scholar rather than women, because of course we have this gender disparity about everything, uh, uh, which is true for all societies, whether believers, non-believers, whatever, right? So the stigma would be a lot more for the other side. But we cannot, to find that balance, we have to find God first. So I will insist on that. Otherwise, we will not find that balance. Otherwise, the stakes are going to get higher and higher and higher and moral values will fall lower and lower and lower. Because now there are conversations in amongst very elite university students, what is wrong with incest? Seriously, those conversations mm-hmm. are happening now. Okay. Yeah. Although this is something which is so inherent in built in a human being that you know how how can incest be right at any level? You know what I mean? And for that you don't even yeah. have to know religion or read the Quran or the Bible or the Torah or anything like that. You know it deep down inside that this can't be right. Mm-hmm. But when we completely overpower and overshadow and put darknesses upon darknesses upon our in built nature which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the fitrah, then these deviations and corruptions happen and to mm-hmm. unlift that veil only I can do it to me and you can do it to you I can't do it for anybody else I can only explain to them who your creator is who is your god recognize that and you will be out of a lot of dilemmas because any kind of immoral lifestyle right is taking its toll on the person who's involved in it more than anybody else around them, mm. it really mm. is. We see, uh, uh, you are involved in a lot of uh mental health issues, etc. etc. What, what is one reason that all mental health issues are on the rise? Young little kids are committing suicide, right? Because we do not understand, we, we have stopped really understanding what being a human being in today's world means. Allah has created us in a certain manner and we are operating at a completely different level. Completely different level. And that is causing so much stress and a lot of times we don't even understand how to deal with that stress. So then we say, okay, I'm calling it quits.
0: Huh? Come to thing? think of it, the, all the societal, psychological challenges that we are facing now They've mm-hmm. all been mentioned and brought up in the Quran.
1: Yes, actually yeah Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And remedy for that has been given as well. Mm. It's not just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never points out a problem and then leaves us to deal with it the way we feel fit. No. Sure. If there is an issue, he's the one who, like for example, if something is wrong with my laptop or with my cell phone, I'll take it to the person who's done it, right? Like the person who knows how to fix it. I won't be able to do it myself. So he has put these microchips inside of us and he has told us that when it malfunctions, do this and inshallah, inshallah, you will get a positive result. Mm. And the further we get away from him, the more we get lost. And we think that, okay, this is the answer and that is the answer. So that is the reason most of the challenges of the modern world that we have, we will find an answer for it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just most, almost all of them.
0: Very interestingly, what just occurred to me was that I uh, read a book recently on on depression, like a 101 depression, and the gentleman who himself uh, was an addict um, and a, a, a depression patient wrote the book. and he said the f- one out of all the many, many causes, one of the leading cause of depression and anxiety um, is isolation. Yeah. And if we were to tie that in with our religion, Throughout, it has been talking about the value of the parents, the value of the family, the value of the community.
1: That's a simple
0: solution, right? That you are, as you said, as you started off, saying that we are social creatures. And we need that grounding um, by living in a community and not alone.
1: Very cool and when our social connections like i said right in the beginning if our social connections are not sorted out we are not sorted out inside and out we just aren't mm-hmm. we are never meant to be islands we were never meant to be and we see no. I, I, just the other day i think i was the, i was watching this uh, documentary which was so depressing about japan and how elderly people are so lonely that there was this one woman it was a i think a bbc documentary or something they did sort of started talking to her in a restaurant type of a thing because that restaurant uh, owner was a very kind person and he would give them free food and all etc. So she said, "Do you want me to? Do you want to hear me sing?" And she actually, without that interview, saying yes or no, she started to sing. Mm-hmm. It was sad. And then they they were talking about this whole business. There, this, this these are whole companies to clean out homes of elderly people who have died. Sometimes they are—they find out like after a month where the body has completely disintegrated and the neighbors have this stench and this smell. It oh my God. Beyond, yes, it was beyond sad, Sadia. And it wasn't just a story tragic. of one or two people. Yeah, it was truly tragic. Not just one or two people. It's a community, many, many people. Like, you know, there was this completely alone. And they fall mm-hmm. down, they they, they talked about a case of one person who fell down and broke a hip or something and was just lying there. And he just died like that. And nobody found mm-hmm. out for weeks. So, you know, things like that are, how is it that this is not going to affect each and every one of us individually in terms of the stress and anxiety that we have?
0: Mm-hmm. right
1: because when all the basic human connections are being literally cut off and we are now all married to our screens right uh, and we right. Read all of and and the and again the paradox is that we read all this on social media that don't ignore the person in front of you and we are just sitting there reading that and entire family <laughs> sitting in a restaurant are just on their phone
0: so true so true so,
1: you know there was to... a, there, there's a,
0: also very recently there've been observations that in the East, where is still there is that familial element of looking after the family, looking after the elders. Um, And then the observation was comparing this to the West, where people in the West are suffering from huge um, psychological issues and mental issues, mental health issues. And one of the reasons, again, was that even if in the East people, like especially in the subcontinent, even if those people are living uh, on the streets, they are the the happiness index is far higher there as compared oh. to the West, because they are living still. They're living in tribes, no matter what their kind um, of their financial status is.
1: Mm. They are happier. You need to have a tribe. Uh, in olden days, they used to say, it takes a village to raise a child." So we've completely Surely. forgotten that. We have completely forgotten that, and a lot of messed up feelings about our religion and about morality is also due to this severed connection. And the connection, because what what has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about our deen? It's half hukukullah and half hukukul ibad. So if you cut off Such one true. bit, the other bit will get cut off. It goes mm-hmm. hand in hand, like your left and right foot.
0: So sure, it, it just gets oh.
1: imbalanced. Yeah, it's so beautifully connected and once you find god majority of you and i'm not saying that everything will become all hunky glory and everybody's going to be very happy and there'll be no anxiety and no fear and da-da-da-da-da. internally you will find peace internally you will find some satisfaction and a much higher goal to look up to rather than just this puny little place that we call dunia and our moral standards will improve they will improve and because of that there will be a better effect in society and these are some things that you have to try from within our own home and tell our children so coming back to the question and trying to wrap up how we deal with these situations whether it's a child asking this question that what is wrong with you know why is it that i can't sleep around for example what is wrong if i cheat somebody you know everybody is doing it right Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. whenever we talk about moral values, we must talk first about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must talk first about God. And then bring the equation. Right. One plus one, two. Right? Because when we've taken the plus out of it, the it's not going to be 11, hi na? It's all going to be one plus one.
0: Which is really kind of lonely. Two sticks
1: standing mm-hmm. alone. <laughs> very lonely. Very lonely. And actually, the beauty about... Uh, families or human connections is that no matter how much friction you have and sometimes there are psychological issues that arise out of those friction that is still better than being absolutely isolated all of that friction happen two people are living together a whole family is living together. there will be uh, ups and downs you will not see eye to eye about many things but that is still better so for parents particularly we have to keep the communication open We have Mm. to have those open lines of communication constantly because without that, then we are lost and the kids are like, you know, how do you reach out to them? So, yeah. So I hope that this has been useful. I mean, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot and I keep thinking about it and I'm sure you do, too, because this is a very serious problem. And as a, a community of believers in our own Circles, wherever we are, we need to discuss this. And like you were saying, come to terms with how do I deal with this when this happens. Mm. So it's important to have these circles of knowledge going around where you are actively involved so that you learn your deen, you find out about your Allah and then you tell others about it. That's the only way forward. That's the only way forward. You cannot pick up one topic and talk about it because it's not going to be holistic. Sure. It's going to be complete, and the solutions—even if you find solutions from worldly quote-unquote solutions—they're not going to. They're just going to be like a whitewash. It's not really going to go to the root of the issue. So your child might listen to you, right? You know, sitting there, but that's it. It's not really going to penetrate.
0: Kulsum, thank you so much for uh, a number of things, but the first thing being how beautifully you have integrated so many things. Uh, for me, and I'm sure for the listeners, because a lot of things have now anchored in. It is family, it is morals, it is the awareness of bringing uh, God um, into all situations of ambiguity, of mystery, of conflict.
1: Absolutely. and never be embarrassed to say that. We should not be embarrassed. Never. Yes, I'm a believer in oh. God. Yeah, because uh, don't don't let the naysayers or the ultra liberals ever shut you down. Because that's not <laughs> the way to go. Liberalism is sure. that you should be able to express yourself and talking about God should be a perfectly natural and normal thing to do. Inshallah. Well said. So we'll hope thank you. That Allah Ta'ala helps us all and thank you so much. It was lovely talking to you again and hope to see you. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Okay. Assalamualaikum. Thank you
0: so much for listening. And we would be most humbled if you can leave us with a comment, a rating or a suggestion. Thank you.